Hello and welcome to a brand new cod cod podcast. Keep recording, keep recording. The sound is rubbish as well, but we'll sort it for next week. Cod past, a cod past, yes. A cod past. Welcome to what what do you call these things? A podcast. Ah, hello. It could be a pod. It could be a hey. It could be a podcast. A podcast. A cat post. Since we always talk about cats. Oh dear. Uh, Yes, I told you we should have scripted this. Right. Yes. Hello, and welcome to a brand new podcast called Great. What great? What's it called? I've forgotten. Now. Green cows don't fly. Green cows don't fly. That's it. We're two riders, aren't we? We are, and we don't know what we're doing quite clearly. Well, I'm John. Who are you? I'm B. And we're jobbing wordsmiths, lads. We have written a book. Well, actually, we haven't really written the book mm. ourselves, have we? Technically. We well, we've cheated a bit. We got AI to write it for us. Yeah, exactly. What's What's the point of modern Why technology if you can't use it? Exactly, much easier. So every week we're going to bring you a fresh chapter from the book and uh, we're going to talk about it and we're also going to talk a lot of rubbish in the meantime as well because we're procrastinators. Well, we are, but they can't touch you for it these days. Anyway, let's do a roundup. We yeah. are writing a fantasy noir. Mm-hmm. And but we're not writing it, are we? We're, we're doing no, it. we're not. We're cheating. We've got a protagonist called Grandolf Smith. Yeah, he's an old actor. Down on his luck, now runs a pub. Yes, the all evil arms. The all evil arms, yes, and he's uh, just waiting for something to come along. Could be anything. It could be, could be um, lots of monsters. It could be, um, you never know. Well, you're going to have to listen. So we went home and we keyed in some prompts to our lovely AI, and he has coughed up the first chapter, and that's what you'll be hearing today. So, without further ado... But before we start, um, John, tell me, how are you sitting in there on that chair? I'm sitting comfortably, comfortably, thankfully. Do you know, um, nobody plugged it into the wall or anything? No, so far, not yet, though I know plenty of people who might fancy doing that. Did you know that the electric chair was invented by a dentist? (laughs) No, I didn't. Go on then. Apparently in 1881, um, I don't know if this is true, but this is according to this site I've been, like, you know, frequenting, Mm. um, a dentist called Alfred P. Southwick. What's the name? Apparently he saw... He, well, you know, got to have a name. Yeah. Like Grandol. He happened to see some drunk guy electrocuting himself on an electricity generator. And he thought that might be a good and more humane way <laughs> of um, executing people instead of hanging. Oh, heart of gold. That guy's got a heart of gold. Isn't he kind? <laughs> He's very kind. I can just imagine this scene. Well, Mr. Smith, yeah, you're going to be, you know, we have to condemn you to death and you're going tomorrow. But good news. Ooh, what's that then? Well, instead of hanging you <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're writhing about and jiggling on the end of a rope, what we're going to do, we're just going to plug you into the mains and bong, you're gone. Oh, it's all right. Lovely. Thanks very much, mate. Lovely. How nice, you know. <laughs> But apparently it wasn't an initial success. Apparently they needed to do a second jolt because the first <laughs> work. Oh, I tell you what, actually, uh, I've read uh, Stephen King's The Green Mile, which is just about this very subject, and that's true. You know, it, that, that does happen from time to time. It can go kind of wrong if they don't get all the pre- pre- preparation right. They should really maybe, isn't it? Isn't, don't need to put a sort of the feet in a bucket of waters. I mean, the, yeah, the well... I don't <laughs> No, I don't think so. But what they have to do, they have to put like a metal cap on their head with soaked sponge, oh sort of soaked sponge, make sure it conducts, you know, make sure, it go, make sure it's really bad. And, uh, so yeah. you get drenched and electrocuted. Yeah, you thanks. do. Not, not good, not good. But well, God bless the dentist. What a lovely bloke. It is, isn't it? Aren't they kind? They are. 
I wonder if he went, is it safe? Yeah, well... Because that was in Marathon Man, wasn't it? Is it safe? Was that Marathon Man? Oh, I don't want to say I'm going to show up my ignorance of popular cinema. Um, I think the last film I saw was The Dam Busters or something like that, so I'm not au fait with... Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not au fait with modern cinema. I've heard of Marathon Man, but I don't know much about it. It's very good, actually. Dustin Hoffman and Laurence Olivier. Um, and then he, he kept going, is it safe? He did a, kind of did a sort of a German accent. I nearly went Russian there. He did a kind of a German accent, didn't he? It's worth watching. It's a really good film. Yeah, I think, do you know, I think I have seen it many years ago and I think being a scaredy cat, it kind of freaked me out and I, I probably didn't watch it all in the end. But he was very sinister in it, D- Dustin Hoffman, wasn't he? No, um, Laurence Olivier was a sinister one. Dustin yes, he Hoffman was. was the bloke who was suffering. <laughs> See, I, I really absorbed it well. I knew one of them was sinister. Yeah, and they did this, um, this famous scene, uh, not scene, you know, behind the scene thing for all us method actors, mm. because um, Dustin Hoffman apparently he had to play this, well he had to play this, um, you know, guy hasn't slept for days and um, yeah, and so he didn't sleep for days, method acting, he went and did, he, <laughs> did he come in with a big sort of bandage tied underneath his chin and a big bow on his head? <laughs> Because I think I would have been good. I mean, that, that is method, isn't it? I mean, every time you see anybody with a, and a swollen out jaw, you know, you have a swollen out jaw, a big sort of scarf tied around your neck, and because you're too certain. Like you're sort of undoing the bow and sort of doing high kicks. Practicing, I'm, you know. practicing for it. Yeah, but yeah, no. See, so he he apparently Lawrence Olivier said to um, said to Dustin Hoffman, "Why don't you just act a dear boy?" Kind yeah. of thing. Um, well. So, but yeah, that's quite a famous. Uh, what do you call it? Anecdote? Anecdotes, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I thought anecdote. A writer. <laughs> I think I, I thought anecdote was that stuff they put in the, uh, the the needle. Or is that, no. That's, that's the anaesthetics. Anecdote was similar, though, isn't it? Yeah. Back to the dentist. Antidote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's very funny you mentioning Russians because today's the day, isn't it? Today's the day. We are going to, what are we going to do? Well, our AI robots have been working very hard behind the scenes and uh, late last night it presented us uh, with some, some text, the opening text of our novel. He did, didn't he? We fed it and it um, coughed something up. It did and uh, like we're going to... Furball. Uh, <laughs> we're going, <coughs> well, actually, having read it, as it probably is. It probably that would be more intelligible than what this guy's turned out, but I think uh, I think it's time we can't sort of put off the stave off the moment any longer. We'll have to uh, go with it, won't we? Let's no more procrastinating. No, no more procrastinating. No, we're going to have to sort of put our cards on the table and present our new AI written by world. AI novel. So, are you ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Are you sitting comfortably in your electric chair? I've just checked the switches off and it's not the plug's not in anyway. You've scared me with that story earlier. <laughs> right, then let's press play. Nothing else for it. Good luck, everybody. very droll. Thanks for the introduction. Ooh, our AI has a bit of attitude, doesn't he? I told you we should have paid him a few bob more. No, we don't want to pay him anything. I tell you what, maybe we could um, calm him down if we give him a name. Oh, yes, yes, because he's just he. Well, it's obviously a he. Uh, what, what could we call him? Um, something, I don't know, exciting. Brian? 
That's not exciting. Sounds like him, though. Fits well, doesn't it? All right, Brian, it is. Chapter 1. Chapter Header. Out back in the car park. His dumpster. His prerogative. If he wants to put a body in his dumpster, he can damn well put a body in it, especially since the dead body was Russian. Hang on. Dead body? Yeah. Aren't, um, bodies well, normally dead? Well, they are normally dead. Anyone's half would have been dead. Yeah, but a body's always dead. But yes. <laughs> Bloody hell, what a start. He's all right, this kid, isn't he? I like him because it's like the first few sentences we've got somebody killed. Great. I thought you'd like that. Are you sure you, you didn't tinker with this? You didn't give it extra details, did you, behind my back? Oh, I, I wouldn't let on. Oh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm getting a bit suspicious. You know, I saw this as a grand fantasy and already, you know, two sentences in, we've got a stiff. What's happening? Fiddled with the settings, you know. <laughs> Let's press on. Press on. He looks to his left. He looks to his right. He's Grandolf Smith, landlord of this pub, owner of the world's most unique rubbish container. He owns a lot of wine too. If dumping a body out back is what he wants to do, then that's what he'll do. Sounds like a piece of work, old Grandolf Smith. I mean, he's sort of he's throwing bodies in dumpsters. How many is he dumping? It's very, very dark already. Well, that's good. But, I mean, how many bodies can you put in one? What about the Monday or Tuesday collection or whatever that is? Yeah, well, you'd have to get your timing right. And what about the smell? Well, it smells of rubbish. That doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, but you'd have, well, you'd have to put them in before midnight, before the bin men came, wouldn't you? You could freeze them first. <laughs> yeah, but they'd thaw out. What is, it? what is he allowing in the pub? He'll probably have an industrial-sized freezer. Oh, he's, yeah, I'll tell you what he's got. He's probably got like one of those ice-making machines, hasn't he? He could probably sort of pack them out with ice and keep on tipping it up every so often, or topping it up even every so often. Ice cubes on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sod, there goes the body in the dumpster. <laughs> Do you want ice with that? <laughs> a bit of lemon, you know. Yeah, a bit of ice and a lemon. Of lemon. <laughs> and a little umbrella. Yeah. And a straw. Very nice. Heavy, this Russian... They all are. Every single one he's disposed of so far. He blames their nationality. They have dense muscles which is why this disease here feels like a lump in the gravy in a gravy boat. Blimey, that's a lovely metaphor. And, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just fancy being a lump of gravy in a gravy boat? Grandolf flops him over the edge of the container. Thank God Grandolf still manages heavier loads, but it's a skill you don't lose. Although some days he needs a glass of his blackcurrant wine first. Gives him strength, that does. His homemade blackcurrant wine is his elixir. Without it his joints would hurt, and he'd have to stop doing what he does. And he doesn't want to give that up. Mm, deep heat. Deep heat, I think. You'd be better off with deep heat, wouldn't you? What, instead of blackcurrant wine? Yeah, blackcurrant wine would make a mess as well. Or just have a joint replacement and be done with. Yeah, he could. <laughs> He sounds like he's getting to that age. Can I have a hip-hop? Should he be our protagonist if he's like that fragile? Oh, yes, I think so. Trust me, we'll be OK with this. Not another sacrifice. He already had to give up his acting career because some Russian producer whom he worked with on a Stallone movie considered him to be difficult. Grandolf doesn't want to give up killing Russians too. Goodbye, you boring tart. He says... Grandolf gives the body another push. The clump of death lands with a thud. Grandolf hears the dumpster swallow. Now to wait for the voice. Who'd have thought, 
dumpsters are female. Well, hang on, that's a bit sexist, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it could be a female dumpster, though. I mean, that's a sort of shock value, isn't but it? But how would you tell? Does it have sort of boobs? <laughs> <laughs> could be tricky, uh, because a bit Got angular you. bit angular dumpsters, aren't they? They're sort of like a... Is it rhomboid? A rhomboid ship? I don't know what you call that, but it's a kind cuboid, of... cuboid, isn't it? Cuboid, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Rhomboid well, round? Ah, no, rhomboids are sort of like an angular thing. Round... Yeah, yeah, well, see, this is interesting. This is an interesting point here, really, because... Uh, or AI what, that we know nothing about geometry. <laughs> You're opening old scars here. I was terrible at maths. Then, the dumpster speaks. Thank you, darling. Her sweet voice. Grandolf likes it a lot. It reminds him of the voice belonging to the love of his life who ran away years ago. The first time Grandolf heard the dumpster speak, he thought he was drunk. It happened once upon a time, after someone had dumped an uneaten kebab in the pub's car park. Grandolf had bent down and thrown it into the container without putting it in a bin bag first. A voice came from within. Hey, you messy man. Grandolf startled. Then the dumpster gave him a long lecture, telling him not using bin bags dirties up her insides, so for fuck's sake, get a black sack next time, righto. Right-o? Okay. Right-o, that's very old-fashioned, isn't it? I say, right-o. Oh, he's an actor, isn't he? Oh, yes, he is. A man of a thousand voices. She then lectured him that the only thing she is willing to eat without a black bag are bodies. Apparently, the plastic interferes with the flavour of the bodies. Bodies are her favourite food and, please, feed her lots of Russians. That was one year ago. Grandolf doesn't question the dumpster's tastes. He just enjoys the benefits. The dumpster told him that all Russians need to be exterminated. It's in the world's interest. The fate of humanity is at stake. She explained it thoroughly, and it made sense to him at the time, so exterminating them he will. All of them. Do rubbish containers get fat? He'll find out soon. Grandolf Smith used to be a failed actor. Now he's Grandolf Smith, pub landlord and killer on the side. Maybe he should change his surname to Smythe. Grandolf closes the dumpster's lid and smiles at the chomping noises coming from within. Now back to his loft, for some blackcurrant wine. He deserves it. And that's the end of the chapter. It is, and thank you, Brian, for that um, very emotional um, reading there. <laughs> thank you. I did the best I could with what I was given. Well, then I suppose we'll just have to leave and go. We will, but, you know, I'm on the edge of my seat till next week, and if you are too, please get in touch with us. Uh, you can, first of all, email us on gcdontfly at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram, which is green underscore cows underscore don't without the apostrophe underscore fly and we're also on twitter at green cows pod so that's at green cows pod you can even contact us through our website which is find at podpage.com forward slash green cows don't fly and you've got hyphens between the green the cows the don't and the fly so so send us your comments and share us on your Instagram, please. And we're now going to retire to our respective lairs to eat lots of cake and curry, drink beer and wine and hot water. Oh, yes. And we'll be with you next week. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye.